0: Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter.
1: So, all right, let's move on to the election. So, we've got one day to okay, go Cliff. I have This'll to be... tell you this poll. Oh, though. I'm sorry. i got to tell oh, you
0: what? from Quinnipiac's.
1: Oh, New poll. Mouth okay.
0: God's ears. Yep. This morning, the new Quinnipiac poll. Governor of Florida, Gillum, 51. DeSantis, 44. Oh. Um, no, wrong. Sorry. Gillum, oh, no. 50. <laughs> you know, but I, There's another There's another really good one there too. Gillum, 50. DeSantis, 43. And then the Senator, Nelson, 51. Scott, 44. So let's fucking hope because that would... If they win by that much, even close to that much, um, winning is the first thing. But if they win by close to that much, we will pick up and the Florida State Senate, I believe it is, is potentially winnable. We may take back one of the two chambers that have belonged to the Republicans there since like 94. Yeah. And we, we, there's now at least six or seven races, the most I think outside of California, that, that are, are swing races in Florida. And we could end up winning three, four, five of those. So.
1: Right. Well, Gillum, yep, Gillum has been consistent, who's the uh, Democrat, African-American uh, Obama, we keep saying Obama-esque. I don't know what else to compare. He's, he's not, no, he's not Obama. He's Bakari Sellers-esque to me. Um, this just, the, the enthusiasm, because Obama didn't have that, I don't know, effervescence. I don't know what to call it that Gillum has. You know, I mean? Obama was a great motivator, but Gillum, he's just smiling and energy and hope and happy. Anyway, I love him. But so Gillum has been up in every poll of the last several days. There've been three or four of them. He's yep. always been up between two and seven points. That's good. Um, another good um, one, another good thing. Yep. So I,
0: I see somebody tweet out that three polls came mm-hmm. up today in Florida. I've got the, they're listing here, Nelson and- Correct. Uh, and that's a very important race to me because Nelson yep. is like Trump level, Cruz level bad. Yep. Uh, I mean, Scott is. I don't know how Florida. Scott, has a lot yeah. Of the Republican, Rick Scott. Scott. Yep. Um, but but Quinnipiac, as I said, has it seven. NBC Marist has Nelson 50, Scott 46. And the St. Petersburg, whatever the newspaper is there, Post has Nelson 50, Scott 56. So that yep. seems to be a pretty, that range of Scott in the mid 40s, yep. Nelson in the low 50s consensus. Yep. Whether it's 4.7 points, and frankly, with turnout and everything, that should be enough. If, if yep. everybody gets out there for us to, to win a solid, solid victory there that again, might pull a couple of Congressionals and a lot of state legislatives over the line. Which yep, would be Scott, huge.
1: yep, Scott was up by just one in a Saturday poll, but still all the other polls have Nelson up, you know, I, I, again, I almost hate quoting the polls cause I know people, everyone, we're all, we're all still saying <laughs> polls, you know, I mean, cinema was up three in Arizona. Heller was up three over Rosen in Nevada. That's not good, but, you know, Cliff, I I I still don't know who the hell is answering polls anymore. I don't answer my phone. Nobody no, no, no. I know. Our age and younger, you do not answer your phone unless you know who it is.
0: I know, John, but that's why when it, and and I I'm worked so at a polling firm, but that's why when it comes yeah. to this stuff, yeah, it's the same thing I always say when right wingers try to argue with me on, on climate change. I don't have to understand every aspect of it. I trust science, right? Oh, well, no, if if the polling well, if the is still if, working, if polling is, is not working point. at all. That's a but but, but there are yeah. enough people, there are enough people named Nate, even. yeah, <laughs> silver cone, whatever. That when that I don't ever believe one poll and I don't ever believe one yeah. analyst. But when I read enough of them and I see enough of this and it's all saying the same thing, it tells me they've figured out yeah. at least something to give us an idea of what's you know, going on. And we, especially when just, you see three polls like right. the ones we I just read you with Nelson and Scott, those are all very consistent. That you know, makes me feel very maybe. good that about Nelson being in the low fifties yeah. or fifty, and Scott being stuck in the mid forties because of how we consistent So that's what to, I do.
1: We need to try to get Nate on the show. That that's what you just made me think of after this. Well, oh, or
0: one of them. It doesn't have to be Nate Silver, but Nate Cohn, right. Harry Enten, Dave Wasserman. We well, Harry, to... yeah,
1: Harry's at, or any of the guys. But yes, I agree. Nate's still the big fish. But yes, because I'd, I'd like to sort of ask them just that. Say, you know, not just 2016, but overall with the cell phone thing and everything else, a lot of us or or. The fact that these polls will show, you know, Rick's got up one uh, and Nelson up seven <laughs> on the same day, and you're going.
0: Ugh. Right. Well, you know? that's. I mean, again, and and we have to remember again. Like, there's there's no aspect of the media universe that the right wing hasn't hacked to try to bullshit everybody into and and make and make sure those get included in poll averages at, at Real Clear Politics and places like that. Now Nate tries to adjust for them. Nate Silver, who says that I think the others do too. Yeah. But Rasmussen had had Trump at fifty percent wow. approval but like week
1: or two ago. Fake. I mean, you know. know yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can't be counted. And
0: then another one just came out today. I I forget the poll and I should go look because it's important right before that has Trump with this whole narrative Trump's coming back and blah, blah, blah. Has Trump at 39 approval and 56 disapproval. I'm telling you, he's being here. Here are the two things I'm going to tell you. And if I'm wrong about this eventually, I will say I'm wrong. But Mm -hmm. one, he's consistently in the anywhere between the mid 30s and the low 40s. He tops out around 42. He can get down to about 34, 33. That's one. Two, um, it will never it, – it, that's as good as it's getting for him because he's too much of an asshole and it is unprecedented during, talking good, yeah. Yes. Yeah. during good economic times. He should be in, in the mid-50s somewhere or at least the low 50s, high 40s with where we are economically because we've got you – know. And, and the thing is is that there's a recession on the horizon. A lot of people are saying it. we've had one of the longest – Periods of expansion, I think, in the post-war period now, ten years or so. And when it comes, if Trump isn't already sitting yeah. in a Fed Max prison, which we can all hope, if he's still in office, yeah. I promise you, there's a twenty-five, twenty-six percent floor, and he'll get there. Yeah, he'll get there. I mean, if 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 you know, he keeps acting the way he's acting, and he will because change. changed. Yeah. And the the economy is propping them up by ten to twelve points right now because there's enough people just like, well, my life's good,
1: and they're well, still doing so badly. But that's the interesting thing, right?
0: Well, right. It should and be they, much yeah, better with the economy being this good. Of, moderately approve of trump yeah. because they're happy with the way their lives are going they think he's kind of a dick and they wish he would stop saying stupid things but they don't disapprove because right. they're happy well those are the people that during a recession stop approving
1: right right now just real quick so nate silver's um, estimate on democrats winning the house is 87 it's up to 87.5 percent now I think it was at 83 the other day I looked at it. He he is predicting a range from I say an 80% chance that Democrats will win between 29 and 59 seats. They need 23 seats to get the majority. The average between that is uh 39 seats, is what he's predicting, which would be a very healthy number. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Nice. We've seen, and Hillary has an eighty-five or ninety percent chance of winning too. You know. Well, no, I mean first of all, let's, let's
0: speak. let's hey, let's not do the Fox thing, John. I know. At the end there, Nate had Hillary at sixty-five percent or so. He may, been, he may have been as low as sixty-three percent. And to all the naysayers, and I was one of them, and I learned my lesson on questioning him. He was sat there and he said, "Look." Is she ahead in all of the polls? Yes. Is she ahead in most of the state polls? The problem is, is that when you average it out legitimately, she's up by so little in so many states that she, and he was right right about that. You know, so he he, he didn't have Hillary at the end there at 87% or something. Then that would be, but you know, there are people, I mean, he had in 2012, I think he had, you know, Heitkamp and Tester with both less than a 5% chance of winning their, their Senate seats and they both did. Right. So we should also keep in mind that Well yes, yeah. Couple percent chances do come up.
1: Well, you know what's interesting with Nate too, which is again why I think it would be interesting to have one of those guys on. He does a light forecast, a classic forecast and a deluxe forecast, where he, you know, in the light one, I think he just looks at polls. Um in the classic ones, he's looking at fundraising, past votes in the district, and the deluxe one is also looking at um experts ratings and things like that so it's actually ranked between 80 and 87 percent depending but i like that he does that too because he sort of says okay well let's let's be more aggressive let's be less aggressive let's you know so um either either way look we are we are set to win tomorrow knock on wood (laughs) knock on wood and then the senate is still fucked but you know if there were a miracle actually just to look at it maybe a few more of the Senate. Wow. We said the Senate races, I do have yeah. to say
0: this, though, because huh. this was just tweeted out this morning. Huh. NBC pulled Trump's racist migrant and said, we re- after further review, we recognize the insensitive nature <sighs> of the ad and have deceased, decide to cease airing it across our properties. I know, but this is important. But what the fuck were they doing? You're right. What the fuck were they doing? They, <laughs> you know, they, like they suddenly other, figured it out. They were acting like <laughs> all the networks and they weren't doing their job. But the minute anybody does their job, the minute the AP pulls back when they, when they tweet out like they did the other day, and apologize for tweeting out something Trump said that wasn't true and not having a critique within it and pointing out it wasn't true. This is how we slowly change things. I wish it went quicker, but you know what? This bodes well for the
1: future. I'm not saying it's going to have a huge effect on this election. It still bothers me, like... Really? you? On further reflection, because you didn't reflect enough the first time, that I that ad was you. just, and excuse me, the ad, forget the ad's racist. It's a lie. That's I the know, ad. But you know what history. it does? It, it It
0: shows you a path in the future where these guys scared of losing people watching them because of it. If enough of us make noise, we'll pull these.
1: Yes. Yes. I was just going to say, though, the ad is a lie because it was about it was about this Mexican drug lord or whatever coming here and killing all these people. And guess what? They they claim Democrats let him in. Democrats wouldn't get rid of him. He actually came in during the Bush administration. And one of the people that let him go was Arpaio. Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Arpaio. So, Arpaio it, Arpaio. it I mean, it's a lie in the ultimate sense of a lie. Like literally it was an ad about Republicans doing bad and they blame Democrats and it was racist anyway. Anyway, um, actually, there were a couple more house races, and then we can even we can maybe talk about some of the generic, not generic, but CNN had some interesting uh, overview polls on people's sentiments that I think are. I have make- to
0: say, though, also as a kid who was growing up in the 90s, huh. largely, you know, a teenager and entering into college in the 90s and all that, reading Axel Rose here ripping the fuck out of Trump on Twitter is really a lot of fun. Oh, what's he been doing? He's lost his shit because they keep playing <laughs> Guns and this Roses. Is Guns called. and Roses? Oh, he's playing see. Guns N' Roses songs at Trump events, and he's been telling them to take it down and they have it. Pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They uh, were
1: doing the same thing with, um. remember, what was the other, uh, the Stones? Same thing. Yeah. He, they're playing the Rolling Stones and Trump just refused even though they wrote and said stop playing our songs and now rihanna is pissed too same thing happened with the rihanna song apparently they use yeah, most of us day. in america
0: have never experienced anything this obscene at this level in our lifetimes if the country doesn't wake up and put an end to this nonsense now it's something we definitely will all pay hard for as time goes yep. there's actual rose yep. well you know hey we'll take any voice we yeah. can get speaking yeah, yeah. out anybody who has what does he have a million two million followers 1.23 mm-hmm. million happy to have him tweeting that good
1: out. yeah To hear the rest of this episode, become a premium subscriber to The Unprecedented Podcast by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. And with a $5 a month or more subscription, you not only support the show, but you get access to this episode and all of our premium episodes, including all of our great guests. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your support.